0: you <laughs> Welcome to the first episode of Edge of Empire, uh, a new Horus Heresy podcast for those of us in the northeast of England and beyond. Uh, I'm Michael. Hello, and I'm Graham. And uh, well, we're here to do a little bit of
1: a show. So um, yeah, so do you want to introduce yourself, maybe, Graham, to, to yeah. the wider world? Wider well, world, yes. So I'm Graham. I'm say not a native of the northeast, as you can tell by my accent, but um, I've been playing 40k. I don't know 40k. and There are the likes for. Ooh, scary amount of time really um, and I've just been we've been playing Horace Horace Heresy now for a couple of three years I think and um, yeah it's been pretty good so we enjoy enjoying myself we've got uh, a good scene up in the northeast with uh, the Heresy we think has got a lot of clubs and um, compared to other places in the country we've got a real high density of clubs around the area mm-hmm. all within like a fairly short drive from each other yeah, um, I think it's quite unique actually. I don't. I mean, even when I was living in London, there weren't there was a few places like Clapham War Games and stuff, but there wasn't didn't seem to have the density of the places that there are here. I mean, people would go to the local games workshops, but um, this is a, a very different thing. I've never known anything like it. It may be because I suppose got lots of university towns around here, and they may have come from that. But um, so there's yeah. one in Durham, there's Darlington down the road, there's a few in Newcastle now, and sort of a couple in Seaham nearby. So it's yeah. all very positive. Um, and really good scene so i've been i think probably about two years ago maybe not yeah maybe two years ago i thought um i would kind of had enough of the 40k thing Um i had been to one of the grand tournaments mm-hmm. um and it was so competitive and it was just by the end of the second day i was like this is i'm not this isn't fun anymore no yeah uh, you, took, you, took, you took a bit of a cheesy list of that as well but... oh it was absolutely evil don't get me wrong i mean I've, I've, got, <laughs> I've got no you know it's not as if i went there with a with a nice fluffy you know imperial guard troop list or anything like that you know it was it was utterly horrible um and so i kind of got what i deserved i think if i'm absolutely truthful mm. it made it really it was a real wake up call for how you play the game yeah um i've I got into that sort of uh, very competitive sort of min maxing thing you know playing tournaments and playing very serious games and it, i just at the end of this experience i thought you know this is just no fun at all anymore um you know it was just depressing so I sort of started I knew there were some people in the club playing Heresy and um, I thought I'd give it a go and see what it was like because it was either that basically or stop playing and um, I found it excellent really enjoyable and I think the main difference was that it, it didn't feel um, as massively imbalanced or maybe the people that were playing it weren't that interested they were more interested in the narrative which is a very good thing and it kind of completely changed yeah. my place. style um, for the better, I think. If I am honest with you, I don't. I look back on that with a, with no great um, affection, to be honest with you. It's not something that I miss particularly. Playing forty k to that sort of competitive level, yeah, yeah
0: So, um, go on. Sorry, Michael. Oh no, I was going to say, yeah, you, you were you were very competitive when I first
1: met you, oh, but I do know it was awful. I mean, no, I bad awful, bad. but <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's it's one of those things where really. you kind of get caught up in it a bit, and um, you know, you you, know, you think every game you've got to win, and it's just awful. So, I just think. I think I had a bit of a sort of um, road to Damascus moment really at that tournament, and it was on the way home. I was driving; it was in Mansfield, and mm-hmm. like I said, I thought, I've "Got to do something because this is not this isn't what it's all about." You know, it used to be fun, and now it's super serious. There's no, it was a bit missing, and I think that the heresy stuff really showed me what it was like again to play a game that was that you didn't feel that you know there were certain lists in the forty k scene at the time where you know you turned up and you just think, "There's nothing I can do against this. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to lose, it's not going to be a fun game. I'm going to be." Got, done over in, like, two, three turns. Mm. Or oh, the person you are playing was, was be really, like, rules lawyery. and and I don't know there's a bit of that, but you know, just almost f- flanging some of the rules, you know, a, a sort of misinterpretation of the rules and stuff, a deliberate misinterpretation, if you like. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And, um, and it's and, like, and uh, the occasional it's, drinking thunderbols. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 like, yeah. Not yeah. Not <laughs> He wasn't doing it on purpose, no, but I think he, it was uh, it, it was a, it was one of those things. But you know, we all get rules wrong. I got I get rules wrong every week. Yeah. Um. You know, I got a rule wrong yesterday about him. I felt. I mean, talk about jinking thunderbolts. I think this is even worse. So I'm putting this one on record that the person with the jinking thunderbolts is off the hook for the worst misinterpretation of the rules. Oh yeah. So yeah, I was so super heavies, right? You know how my fondness for super heavies oh, yeah, vehicles yeah. All, all descriptions. Mm-hmm. I um, I was uh, I, I forgot. Oh, I, did, well, I had misread, I and mean, the, the guy was playing. Pointed out quite rightly that so when you do a, a penetrating hit on a on a super heavy and you get an explodes result, mm-hmm. I've just been taking it as a D three hole points, but that's completely wrong. It's basically you've got a penetrating hit, which is a hole point, and then the explodes. Yeah, yeah. So it's like four if you ah, get a six. Yeah. you know. And yesterday's game, which um, we'll come on to, I had plenty of bad luck, and that just really hard. So mm-hmm. you know, by no means do I get these rules right all the time. Um, as much as I like winding up my mechanicum playing uh, okay. friend about his interpretation of the rules, I'm no I'm no no angel on that one. So, <laughs> but, um, so I think that, but that's the difference. I think if, if there's one thing that encapsulates the difference in the in the game systems, it's that I think people want to have fun and they yeah. want to have a, a narrative thing and it to be a close game. And you know, I love a close game. I I have no interest in winning anymore and that may sound slightly weird in a, in a game that is you know technically two people playing against each other but I think somebody said to me and I don't know who it was but always sort, of, sort of struck me is that it's a two player game you know it's not a single player game where you're trying to beat somebody it's actually a two player kind of experience you're both trying to enjoy it oh yeah, yeah. And, um, you know if you can sort of have that attitude and I think that's what this is, what is about this is why we set the the, the tournament not the tournament scene there's very much non-tournament scene in the northeast for the heresy because mm-hmm that was the thing it was like there was a lot of people playing Heresy and it, it, it could have gone either way I think and when you see tournaments being played it, it kind of makes me shudder a little bit in Heresy world but you know people do them and they enjoy them so that's cool yeah but, do them but um, like I say I just wanted to do something different so we, we set it out very differently so it was you know we, we didn't have individual scores for example I, I didn't care about what the score was in the game it was either you won or you didn't Mm-hmm. So, to get away from this, you know, beasting people and trying to get the maximum number of victory points from an event, you know, at each game and then trying to basically get yourself up the leaderboard, which you would do in a tournament. So, it didn't, I didn't care if somebody got, you know, bashed 20 nil, or if somebody won by one point. In terms of the actual event, it, it, the points were the same. Mm-hmm. And that was why it was like making it a team-based thing. So, it doesn't matter, you know, the, you're, 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 you're playing with a team of other people and it's not all on yeah. you and it's not, you know, and, it's, and I think that well, that definitely helps and that's sort of so that's what I've been doing pretty much uh, for the last couple of years and we've had we've run a few events we one did one in um Stockton when that was up um and then some in Durham and we've recently just won in just done one in um North shields, North shields which yeah. was really successful so um so yeah what about you I mean I've, I've I'm curious. I suppose. Did you sort of fall into Heresy by the sort of dint that people were around and playing 40k, or did you? Uh, well, I really actively th- pursue it. Uh, well, the moment they released
0: book one, I was um, I was uh, working at Apple at the time, and um, my and I was sort of like, mm, yeah, Horus Heresy looks cool, but it's a bit beyond me, you know, price wise. <laughs> yeah. And then the, and then the guy who was uh, I was in a course at the time, and the guy who was training had downloaded the book. He downloaded a naughty scan of it, and. School. I was just seeing some of that, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Just, just book one, and it was sort of like, um, you know, the, the thing I was reading, the World World Eaters Fluff and it was like, "This is brilliant!" You know, the the makeup of the armies, and it was like, "Okay, right," and start saving up. Um, oh, yeah. it took me about three years to save up enough for a f- you know, for that first purchase of a resin, because um, I did because because uh, building about piecemeal you know (laughs) the the postage costs (laughs) Uh, would have killed you so i I sort of saved up for a a couple of years and just bought a thousand pounds worth of resin in one go Um, what a feeling
1: i bet that shopping cart looked fantastic
0: oh it did did. that
1: sort of that sort of dream thing
0: it did it did um, (laughs) and um i'll never do it again No. but uh it it was more of it just for that one time to have it you know filled in a you know we've got a fill blade there we've got a sakara and for, oh, yeah. Uh forty troops, and uh, was, like, it was actually fifty troops in the end. Actually, was
1: it? <laughs> yeah. But, Did you get all the all the um, shoulder pads and everything as well? Yeah, yeah, I got the shoulder
0: pads, and oh. my marines are all shoulder padded oh. up. So it was it was quite an <laughs> so expensive impressive. first purchase, but it felt really good. And it, uh, I think I had my first game against Phil down at the club. Oh yeah, and I sort of like I built I built the army. I thought, oh, this is going to be a good way of doing it, and then immediately yeah, maybe I should swap out some of the stuff. Because <laughs> I, I realised that, oh, yeah, there actually is a meta as such. Um, and you uh, Whereas you don't want to be, you know, as you said, beasting everybody. You do want to have a reasonably good time. You don't want to be totally, yeah. annihilated. But yeah, I played the Solar Auxilia and it just wiped the floor with me. And really? I was like, right, yeah, I need to send some stuff back and get some transports. <laughs> yeah, I think that's
1: one of those things, isn't it? I mean, it is, I mean they've been playing house. Oh, well, a bit. Okay. I think the, the matter inevitably really increases over time and, it's, and it, depending on who you're sort of um, mm-hmm. playing on a regular basis that it, it dictates you the level of matter and it's interesting isn't it that the different clubs have a different level yeah you know so but yeah, yeah. It's, like I say, it's, been, it's been a lot of fun so um, have you had any games recently I you know you've been uh, out and about busy I I haven't actually had any
0: games recently. Uh, no, no, I did have. I had played, uh, I played some Emperor's Children um, a few weeks ago. Right. Uh, oh, that's that what was the know. last time I played. Um, I oh, played, yeah. I can't remember his name now, down at the club. Yeah, that um, well, was a new player, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, and reasonably new player. Um, it was quite. It was a very, very, very close game. I, I think uh, you were there that, like, playing Crystal Yeah, and Christian, um, yeah. It it came down to uh, the last the last roll of the dice of the game to see who won. I had to get him nice. out of his deployment zone um, so I could claim it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had he had one guy just <laughs> in his deployment zone, <laughs> and if he was he already had the, he already had his, uh, you know no man's land. Got I had my deployment zone, and he had one troop in his de- his deployment zone, which would have, you know, wiped out my, uh, my my element. So I had to assault him with my uh, Ashen Circle, right? And um, rolled the last dice, and it was yes, thank goodness, I killed that guy. <laughs> I get <laughs> nice the points, and, and I won the game. It was <laughs> it was a that's close just- one, and that's what I like. It.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, those games are easily the best, aren't they? Where it's you know. Either could go either way and up until the last throw of the dice, kind of thing. You know, if you can get that, that's that's as good as it gets, I think. Oh, definitely. But, uh, definitely. So, I think I, so, I've had a couple of games. Well, I right, said so the game against Christian, and Christian was using his new that new knight, the one with all the, the guns. Oh, uh, yeah, what well, like small titan, you can't remember what it's called. Like
0: the imperial um, knight, uh, prof- 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 Uh, I'm gonna get it up oh, now. On
1: the yeah, oh, come I'm on. gonna get it up now because I need to know is it's Propheon pro- or. Right? yeah great looking model like really cool looking model oh lovely um, model. and it's not i don't think it's that bad to be honest with you it's not you know it's it's got two strengths 10 i think there might be ap1 or two ap2 actually like five inch blast templates per yeah per side effectively so it's four four of those and it's not you know that's not that bad really i mean yeah, it's going to shred you know your, your average marine but for my army with tanks, you know, it's just like, well, he's got a hit and they can scatter, and so it didn't do too much. Um, mm. it's a, But it is a great looking model, and I hope he brings it to the weekend because I think, I yeah, he is. It, yeah, it's because um, it's just a, such a great looking thing to have on the battlefield.
0: Yeah, I saw, I saw it, it at is, North Shields and it's I picked it up as well. It's a oh, big, yeah. heavy bit of resin. Um, it really is, yeah. But it's, but it's got Titan-esque weapons, but on the fragility of a knight. Chassis.
1: Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not, you know, it's not. If there were d weapons. I think it would be. You know, the people would be naturally much more cautious of the yeah. thing. Even though, you know, I suppose it's, it's one of those things. But it's a great looking um, piece of kit, and it fits well with his army because mm. um, that's a tough army, as we both played it a couple of times. Well, I played it. You know, Eternal War as it's known down the club is the constant battle between me and Christian not only in the Mechanicum but um, the Iron Warriors but also in the fact that we argue all the time about his interpretation of the rules because I'm always right
0: <laughs> <laughs> well the thing with Christian is he knows his army very very well that's he the, does that's, that's the thing with uh, Mechanicum players you'll, you'll sometimes you get people who play Mechanicum because they are strong but they don't know the, the rules that well so they don't play the weaknesses properly yeah, but Christian yeah. knows his army very, very
1: well. He does, yeah. And it's um, there's a lot of you know, I and mean, it's a tough old army. I mean, even mm. every, every time I get my army, he moans about it. But you know, he, inevitably, he will always end up with the upper hand during the battle, and I'm having to, I'm usually on the back foot by turn three, trying to sort of scrabble some kind of victory from the jaws of defeat. Mm. Um, because they're just so tough to get through. I mean, it's all the so many yeah, wounds, and many so high wounds. toughness, and you know, lots of saves and feeling of pains and oh, everything. So um, it's a really tough army. But, you know, like he says, if you put out his 3,500-point army, you put out my 3,500-point army, he's got, like, half the models, because, you know, the, the cost-wise, they, are, they aren't they are cheap. No, they aren't. They're but, very, um, very expensive. But he does play them very well, so... But, it's you it's like, know, that, yeah, that does kind of hoof the mat, the, mat up, the um, meta up a bit. Um, but, you yeah, know, they're, they're always usually good, fun, enjoyable games. Um, and, and let's say, last night, I had a game against Scott, which I haven't played for ages, because um, it's his first... Heresy game he was a, mm-hmm. uh, another um 40k player mainly and he was also a bit like me in that regard of competitive 40k player mm-hmm. and he's just moved across now and uh, his his list was good you know it was a it was a drop pod army which I have not seen uh, like a f- drop pod army in heresy no. before you know everything's in drop pods so it was you know it's you know it was like his 40k army to a certain extent but you know it, it was it was it was good to see a different approach you know, and um, it was a tough old tough old list, and then, you know, my tank army is going to struggle against uh, drop pods every day of the week, because mm-hmm. even with the changes to the um, grenade rules and things, it, it's still, you know, people dropping down in front of you with melter guns, because I don't put Ceramite on everything. Um, no, I no, no, I did. <laughs> I wish I did now, but the like, so, trouble is, it's like so many points after a while, and you've got like, yeah. you know, five things, ceramite, Ceramite's another tank, mm-hmm. so but um so he did really well and um he did have some horrific luck and i had some when he had some great luck in yeah his point of view horrific luck from my point of view (laughs) and um my dice rolling was 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 pretty bad but his was exceptional like i said to you earlier um, if I'd been a casino owner and, uh, and Scott had been rolling dice like that, I would have probably had some big chaps escort him off the premises quite quickly.
0: yeah, he rolled them all out into his dice tray, and it was, <laughs> so, many, it was so many sixes and fives,
1: and it was sort of was like, like, "Are you sure I these dice aren't rigged?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, it did cross my mind. And like I said, had I been, had I had two burly gentlemen to escort him off the premises, that's exactly what would have happened. But um, it was just one of those games, you know. You can't sometimes, you know, your opponents rolling fives and sixes for. Five up saves, and you're rolling ones and twos for three up saves, and it just looks, it just feels that much worse as if uh, the gods of fate have really got it into you that night.
0: Oh, yeah, and uh, what was I saying? It, it, the, as you were saying about the armored ceramite, I've noticed that people have stopped taking that.
1: Yeah, and then along comes stop with his melted guns, and uh... <laughs> I think that'll be being put back on straight away, because uh, you're right. It's one of those things. It's sort of like a a wave, effectively. It's like when you first have it, everybody has melted guns, and so everybody puts armor ceramite on to stop it. And then after a while, people stop taking melted guns because everybody got armor ceramite. So you, you start taking it off your tanks, and then all it needs is somebody to come along and go, "Whoa, melted guns again!" And it's like, oh no. So um I usually put it on the. Um, the fell blade that I have, just because you know it's a cool, too cool a tank to get melted to death. Yeah, and uh, I think you on... went after that with his uh, meltalance Leviathan. Oh, so he absolutely beasted it. Um, <laughs> and uh, so that and my HQ uh, Secaran, I usually put it on that just because it's the HQ and you know I don't want him to get him too damaged. But, yeah, don't want your um, dying easily. No, he does, but I don't want him to. Um, but the it was a really good game, and like I say it had two Leviathan dreadnoughts, which you know are a real bugger to kill. I think, but mm-hmm, they they're are. not, you know, they're not badly priced like, in terms of points, you know. If you think about it, one of those with the, that um, Melt Alliance in a drop pod, it's, not, it's a bit over 400 points, I think, mm-hmm. or getting close to 400 points. And you think, well, actually, that's the same as a knight. Yeah. You know, that, so it's, I don't think they're overcosted, but I don't think they're under-costed by any stretch of the imagination. I think they're just very effective if you can drop them in and, um, you know, get them causing all manner of trouble, which he did. Um, unfortunately for me, but uh, it was good, you know. And then and he went through my um, fell blade in a one round of close combat, which was scarily bad. Um, it, basically, the um, he'd taken he chipped a couple of hole points. I mean, but there's a, a 12 hole point super heavy, the fell blade, so mm-hmm. you think well, it's going to survive a bit, but um, he managed to close combat it and hit with everything. And then um, he was rolling for the penetrating hits, got the penetrating hits, obviously, because his strength's 10 with armor bane i think with his claw yeah and um then he was in the rolled two sixes and then rolled a further two sixes after that so that was that was eight hole points right there mm. you know before you even got out the door so um it, it went up in a in a cloud of d weapon death basically which did nothing again <laughs> one day one day it will do something useful oh yeah well, my, um, my fellow blades the same <laughs> I mean, I think it's a great tank to look at. I mean, I love it. I put it in there because I think it's the coolest-looking tank there is. Oh, definitely. Uh, And yours is a lovely model. Like, I love the way that you've painted yours. I think it looks spectacular. Um, But, I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? We'll go on to painting in a minute. But, um, you know, it's just a a great-looking model. It fits the theme of my army, so so in it goes. Even though I know that, you know, because it's 565 points, I think, if you give it the Ceramite and the Space Marine crew... Mm -hmm. There's a lot better super heavies. That if you wanted to be completely OP about it and you know beat everybody, you just get a Typhon for another for you know for 150 points less. But you know why why do it? There's no point. Let's just put that in cause it Looks great. Oh yeah, yeah. That's definitely the way forward. I like I like the full Blake because it just yeah. looks it just looks boss. It does, doesn't it? It looks like it's a tank that means that knows what it is to be a super heavy tank. Oh yeah, it 13, <laughs> thirteen barrels on that thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you put the you put the pintle mounted. Um, oh, it gives me fourteen barrels. Yeah, I've yeah. got pintle
0: mounted heavy bolter on my heavy bolter. On just one, just yeah. for those extra free shots. Absolutely, <laughs> You give it everything.
1: Yeah, but, um, yeah. but yeah, it's a good fun tank that one. Oh, the only the only the only. But yeah, it was a good game. like I said, and um, it's a difficult army to deal with when you're um, on the back foot from people writing you know, crazy space walls running at you. And the rules are good as well. Actually, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, I space think walls, think space walls have cool. got some nice rules. You know, it's not it's not crazy. I don't think there's anything massively overpowering about it, but. You know, they can they get an extra move. You know, they can uh, um run and shoot. I think so, yep, yep. which is a good thing. Or um, run so, you know, in charge. Some good stuff. Yeah, is so they've easy. got some good stuff going for it. They can run charge. They can run. They can run and shoot. I know they can. He definitely did that. Yeah, um, but um, yeah, you know, they've got some stuff going for them. So, which is good. So, I say something new, something different, and um, after you know, it beats shooting up robots every week. Well, so. definitely, the more, the more players, the better. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um so yeah so that's been my recent gaming um, we've obviously got the weekender coming up which we'll go on to in a bit mm-hmm. um, but uh, the one that I ran in North Shields, which I was sort of alluding to earlier um, was really good and, I, and it was a different format this time you know normally we, we kind of go between two and a half thousand and sort of three and a half thousand points don't we for events yeah yeah and uh, one of the sort of feedback things we had from the Heresy North East page was that, you know, it would be good if we had 1,500 points so that people who have just picked up, like, the Betrayal at Cal set or, you know, one of the smaller sets don't have that huge, oh, my God, I'm going to let like you say, that 1,000 um, pounds worth of Forge World Order that you need to put in to get to that sort of level of army. <laughs> yeah, well, you don't need to anymore, but, yeah. No, you don't. I mean, thank God for the bloody plastic marines. But, um yeah, it was really cool to see these little armies. And so we we'll set the scenarios up and went through the scenarios to make sure that we put them on 4x4s for the smaller games. And we had, there was one, it was like three, was it two or three. might have been three. Was it two? No, it was two 1,500-point games while, they, while the 3,500-point games were going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people enjoyed them. You know, the feedback was, was fairly positive all around. I don't think anybody, you know, I got some really good feedback from that event. So it was, but, and then the idea that was, was that basically event. we'd have... So half the people would be doing 1,500 points and the other half of people doing 3,500 points and then in the afternoon um, we would then have the 3,500 points join up with the 1,500 points to make a kind of combination um, in a game of doubles and that kind of worked as well, I think. It did, it uh, did. That was, that was pretty good. So um, all in all, I would, I would definitely do that again. Um, people seem to enjoy it and it's just that sort of um, preparation really was key there. I think you just get everything organised and ready and so you could just start the game straight away. Um, definitely helped I think or definitely a lesson learned getting everything up front and done yeah so, uh, and
0: we had quite a few people turning out I think the hall was full so I mean how many people was that in total I
1: think, I think it was 16 was I think we had 16 that was the maximum we could get in there yeah it was either 16 or 18 I think so So, yeah it was really good um, and uh, I think it'll I'd definitely like to do one there North Shields is a lovely club and the people oh, there are excellent nice players well. really nice uh, really good I mean like you know, they've got some, some tough lists in there um but they're very welcoming and i've been up there before and they're always really like nice and they always come down to us to play at Durham when we do the events and so mm-hmm. i thought it'd be good to, to, to actually go up to their events and they don't have to travel for, for once so yeah
0: and they've got a nice uh what's it the contemptible little war gamers isn't it yeah yeah yeah, yeah
1: they, def- definitely recommend. Got it. my
0: selection of terrain and mats. so
1: yeah absolutely yeah, it's always nice to but, play on something different it is, and like I say, there were some new there were some new people that we hadn't played or seen at the, at the mm-hmm. events that we ran further south. So, so that was really cool. So, yeah, definitely. Yep. So, what about the weekend then, we must be getting close to that time. Oh God, yeah, it's a week on Friday. Yeah,
0: just just to Costco on we we're just talking about going to Costco on Friday to order the uh, to get to to get some of the the, the pop and stuff. So, <laughs> and, and some of the big stuff. Yes, oh, because there's a lot of mouths to feed.
1: There is there is how is it four when we've got that 30 odd three, uh we've got 29
0: at the 29. minute. 29 um but one of those is a maybe uh um, right, okay so it, it, it so either i'm playing or i'm not playing at the minute so depending uh, on the maybe depending on the maybe so it's just he's one of those people that leaves everything until
1: the very last minute he certainly is we shall mention no names no we'll mention for no fear names. Of, for fear of defamation at some point in the future <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I really, do, I really do hope he comes because he's a really, he's you know he's got a really lovely army to play against. Um, yeah, my, my
1: my brother will be gutted if he because he had a, I think he had a really good game against this particular person um, last time because so my brother comes up from the south. Uh, yep. to play once a year, which is great for me because you know it's a really good opportunity to spend some time with my brother. Mm. Um, and uh, so he came up for the first time last year. And we had had a really good time. It was excellent last year. I really enjoyed it a lot. It was a really cool weekend. We should probably explain what it is, shouldn't we? We
0: probably should. Go on. Yeah, so um, a few years ago, um, I had a bit of a car accident and um, got got a serious brain injury. And I was forgetting everything every day. And in my notes was this idea to do a weekend of of Warhammer. And... um, you know when i when i started getting my memory back it was like yep definitely want to go ahead with this because it was one of those ideas that you know i really like that idea just because i what an excellent venue it's a scout hall it's the durham um the, the county durham scout hall now it sounds weird but it's basically this huge great big um hall but it's also got attached bedrooms so you hire the place and you get you get all the bedrooms as well with it so it was like yeah we could just kick back have some beers and just chill out and uh, enjoy, enjoy ourselves playing games without having to worry about getting home and all that because we're already there. And we ran a forty k tournament there. I think you went to that, didn't you, Graham? I did. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and first that, Kings
1: of the North.
0: Yeah, yeah, Kings of the North, and that went and that went quite well. Um, but as forty k is sort of um, the scene, got a bit crazy. Yeah, crazy is the word <laughs> to say it. You know, the, the, the power levels just went out the window. Uh, they s- totally did. <laughs> i mean there was, there was, there was i think there's two or three guys who were who were who were playing armies that were just
1: so utterly unstoppable they were and it was a, it was a very different It was a very different way of playing and that was a thing i think it was. Yeah. And it, inevitably it pulls everybody else up to that level of crazy and it just gets just gets mental
0: Yes, it was It was seriously mental at some points. Um, anyway, so um, we kind of picked up the idea. I think it was Phil that sort of said, you know what, that, that thing you did, uh, I'd love to do that for heresy. And I was like, yeah? And he was like, yeah, we'd just do 3,500 points. And I thought, oh, okay, we'll, we'll have a look at it then. And the club sort of committee would sort of dilly-dallying because, you know, it was a big big financial investment because it's £700 I'm to hire the whole for the weekend. I'm and I just- said, you know what, I'll do it. I put down the deposit, and we did it last year. And it was all right. Yep. We, had, we only had 18 people turn up last year. Did we?
1: Yeah, it was only 18 people. Bloody hell, that seemed... Uh, that seemed I thought it was more. Uh, actually, it might have oh. been 20. No, 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 I, I think it was yeah, 20. About, right, yeah, it was, was it, yeah? But it was, oh, yeah, we, right. had two,
0: we had two people uh, come in at the last minute. Ah, uh, yeah. Because uh, you remember, we had someone buy a ticket, and then Harry oh. um, came along with his, uh, did, yeah. with his night, uh, night and me. titan army. Yes, that was so good. Um, yeah, but anyway, so so we basically hire the hall, do our own catering, and just have games and uh, and drink and get
1: crazy. Yeah, and it's all, it's all it's all very much fun. It was it was really good. It was an excellent weekend, like I said. It was uh, very chilled, relaxed. Um, and some really cool people, and, and there were some people from all over the place, weren't there, Mike? No one... Yeah, yeah, we got uh, a
0: couple of people. We got. I mean, we had Jens coming over from Northern Ireland, uh, flying all the way over from Sweden. Uh, there was Graham from up in—is uh, it Edinburgh or Glasgow? He's, he's he's north of
1: the wall. Let's put it that way. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> Scotland, somewhere up that somewhere way, somewhere around that way. And um, yeah, there were a few people from all from all over. I mean, there weren't many uh, people from uh, too far away out of the northeast. There was one or two, but. Mm-hmm. Um and this year there's a lot more people coming from outside the northeast so
1: yeah, yeah and the but tickets went really quick didn't they when we they uh, did
0: i mean we yeah. had a few people we've had a few people drop out here and there yeah. uh, mostly the guys from over in the northwest got um on, yeah. uh, ben and chris and that so gotcha. i think they've got the what do you call it they they you know they 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 keep uh, they 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 have work that comes up and stops them from got going on, yeah. and it's like ah
1: isn't there, for a, isn't there a Forge World isn't there a Warhammer one soon as well doubles yeah, uh,
0: there was doubles doubles was a few weeks ago and I think oh, was there's, a, right? there's a Throne of Skulls coming up
1: that's what it is yeah and I guess you know people. there's only so many so many weekends you can spend away playing these games isn't there We're oh
0: yeah still. yeah and and some people prefer to go to the ones at Warhammer World yeah. that's cool because yeah, yeah, you know they're, they're, they're that different but then again I've heard I've, I've heard sort of not great things recently about the stuff the heresy stuff going on at Warhammer World I think
1: it, I think it, it yeah I think it, I must say I would be after the Grand Tournament experience I think I would be super um reluctant to I mean it's great to go, we've been ourselves a couple of times, haven't we, down there for oh, yeah, a lot of club. World. You know, but whether I'd want to sit there and... Because I think people will still approach it with a you know, that sort of win at all costs approach to things and yeah. Regardless, I think it's just the mentality of the place. You know, people went used to go there and I used to go there and play tournaments way back in the day. Um, and I think that that's just part of it. You just can't think
0: about yeah. it. Well, it's feedback that uh, I think if you, if you do, you know the Sons of Heresy podcast.
1: Oh yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: They, they went to the, the doubles weekend and uh, sort of listened to their feedback, and they were sort of like, "Yeah, it's more of a tournament and less of a less yeah. less less um, less narrative." So um, you know, it was more as they put it, it was playing forty k as well because it was all maelstrom.
1: Right? Was it really? Bizarre.
0: So it was all, sort of Maelstrom using the um, 40k missions oh, and weird. the 40k secondaries. So it was sort of like wow, 40k with 30k 40K. armies. So I'm a little reluctant at the minute to do the to yeah. do things like the Frown of Skulls until I hear back from other people saying, ah, yeah, actually it's
1: more like... Yeah, well, I mean, if anybody... Obviously, once we put this out there, people who may have been may want to comment. It'd be great to hear your feedback on that. But I think that's actually right. I think if you're just doing it like yeah. a tournament then um you know that, that, that you run that risk you know people are going to go going to be in it to win it basically aren't they you know if there's prizes yeah. to be on offer for the best single person then somebody will want to be the best single person which is you know the nature of things like I say when we do these things we've, we've given out team um, rewards there's not one individual person that wins you know yeah, you win the, as a you win a whole team. team i mean last so, year at the weekend we did have a best general on both sides which
0: we did, did add a little competitive element to it but i think but we're not doing that this year simply because it 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 gave one or two people who were sort of, uh, sort of
1: like right, I'm gonna play like a dick. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There's no escaping it, and I think that's the thing. I think that the the one thing that I would say that I've learned is, you know, if you take away the I need to be the best element from these things, they become much more fun and much more. Yeah. Get get like. get rid of the prize. Yeah, and just like I say, have it for the whole team. Um, even if it's a little thing. I mean, we did. I did medals, and the time before that, I did dog tags that my wife and I. Spent ages typing the bloody name of the event out on with a hammer and a thing. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was a cheap way of getting something, but at least people got something, you know. Yeah. So, um, you know, so you think, oh yeah, I was there, and I can I can refer back to that if I want to in the future. Yeah, just okay. a little token of the fact that you know you your team won.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. A little team prize, something, something for you. Whereas last time we did the weekend, there were actual real prizes involved. So, uh, yeah. a mistake that we've learned, and we've not got real real prizes. I say real prizes this year. We've got mugs. <laughs>
1: There
0: we uh, go. Yeah, we've got... Those we got, are going to
1: be sought after. Those are a big deal, I think, those mugs-like. Oh, definitely. Darren <laughs> Raider's mugs. They're going to be Absolutely. collector's item. They will be. They totally will see be. See
0: them on eBay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, somehow I don't think it's going to go the same way as limited edition 412 models, but you never know. Oh, You no, just no, never, never know. know. Yeah. You never know, people. Perfect, Perfect for uh, a cup of tea. We, we shall see. But, you know, somebody say, I was there. I was there on the second Heresy Weekender and I got a mug. Hmm. Maybe not. But we
0: never. you never know. We live in hope. Yeah, so we've got um yeah, so we've got two teams which will be either um fifteen people or fourteen people each. Um and a sort of play and a, um, you know, narrative games, you know, traitors versus mm. loyalists. Um, bit of mechanic on bo- on both sides. I think there's some solar auxiliary on both sides as well, so Yeah. Got a nice it's little a, It's a
1: real mixed bag as well, isn't it? You know, oh, yeah,
0: I've, been, I've been entering the lists into the um into the website right. the site, ready to ready to upload I'm just waiting for those last few lists from those last few people always I know the same. Oh, it, it is always the same <laughs> uh, and, then, and then I can make them bring away but we've I mean look at the you know, I army's mean, got dark angels blood angels which isn't always nice to see I haven't seen a blood angels in uh, heresy yet
1: no I haven't I actually
0: oh no so I think they... Oliver played them at the North Shield event didn't he this one he did didn't he yeah I think yeah, a lot of he wasn't playing his
1: white scars was he no but mm-hmm. I didn't play them so yeah, no, I don't know anything about
0: them, them. Um, no? Jens from Northern Era bringing his Dark Angels and Sisters of Silence yep. which nice. uh, is gonna they be... got...
1: Sorry? Well, got rules now so yeah yeah the they've time. got rules in
0: Inferno uh, we'll come on to Inferno later. Go on. Yeah, yeah they've, on, got, they've got rules in Inferno. Uh, some Raven Guard, some Ultramarines. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Ultramarines. Do, 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 do you remember the Imperial Truth event we went to in Cardiff last year? Yes, I do. Do you remember the guy who had uh, his um, uh, Gulliman and Rubio make um, Ultramarines oh, again? She's, she's, yeah, that, yeah, he's bringing that army. So. Oh, is he? Oh, lovely. So that's going to be nice uh, with Rubio and uh, uh, Gulliman.
1: That was actually, a good idea. Yeah, I've sure enjoyed that talk... a lot,
0: actually. I was yes, yes. Somebody else. I was just looking at his list Yeah, he is bringing Rupert Gulliman. Oh, right, cool. Which is always oh, nice. Um, yeah. Your brother's obviously bringing his Imperial Fists and Custodes. Nice. He's been um... moaning about
1: the painting. <laughs> 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 it doesn't have to be it's painted. Yellow. It's yellow, isn't
0: it? Oh, you know, God, like yeah. yellow. yellow's a bastard I, thing to paint. I hate yellow. I did I and Eldar, and honestly, it was
1: awful. I'd rather paint my own testicles frankly than paint yellow <laughs> <But> unfortunately <laughs> that's uh, what you've got to do i mean do hazard stripes you see you have to you have to get, invoke the yellow yeah um, for your iron Warriors. so i have had to delve into its mysteries of trying to get a nice smooth well, do, thin, doing the, yellow doing the Avalon sunset
0: part isn't so bad but it's when you start having to get it lighter that's that's when yeah. i find it gets worse wow. uh, yes yeah, so we've got some more dark angels some uh, custodies and knights uh, Loyalist Death Guard, which is always fun. Yeah. um Iron Warriors. Oh, well, that's Loyalist Iron Warriors. is Loyalist Warriors? It's yeah, yeah. Like, Oliver. Yeah. Oliver's, Oliver's bringing his Loyalist wow, Iron Warriors that's, this that's, time. um Space really? Wolves. Nice. Yes, yes, Loyalist Iron Warriors. Yeah, and uh, nice. Jason Mullins from the uh, um, uh, Sons of Heresy, he's bringing his Space Wolves. Cool. Cool. Um, He's one of the lists I don't have yet, but then again, he's still building it because he's just got an Inferno, so <laughs> we give yes. him a little bit of a... Yeah, I think that's fair enough. Uh, Solar auxiliary and Mechanicum. We've got some Auto Reductor. Iron Hands. Your Iron Warriors. A couple of Alpha Legions here.
1: Oh, um, good. So, oh, it's a bag of surprises. Yeah, Sons there, of boys.
0: Horus. And, oh, we got a uh, Thousand Sons. Yeah. Yeah, Graham from Scotland. He's bringing his uh, Thousand Sons army. Um, cool. Including Araman. I think he's got both of his lists. I'm going to be looking for looking looking to him for some tips. Yeah, we'll come uh, on to that later. Uh, word bearers, some death guard, world eaters. Uh, oh, uh, and this is an interesting one. Oh, Night lords. Yeah, this is an interesting one that, uh, that I've never seen yet before in heresy up here. It's chaos demons and warp cults.
1: Oh, that's an interesting combo,
0: isn't it? Oh yeah yeah, we got um. Oh, we got sorts. Yeah, so it's it's going to be interesting to see uh, to see the uh, chaos demons because we haven't really seen much in the way of chaos demons. Uh, no. um, on no, the we scene. have
1: not. I don't think we haven't seen anybody summon any. Actually, I think I might been one guy. Um, I went to a thing in Middlesbrough. Yeah, the, the heresy event there. I think a guy had some there, but um, the night lords go back to night. I've never seen anybody play night lords. Uh, Gareth. Oh, Gareth's night lords. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah.
0: Don't. G- Gareth. Yeah. Yeah, he plays he plays, oh, plays night Lords. He he was there last year. Yeah, and he's he's coming again this year, bringing his Night lords. So,
1: oh, good. Like I said, lots of different, really cool uh, armies with um, some really cool, which will be really great. You know, the variety is the is the thing. And I think that's one of the things about forty k tournament plays. You yeah. you're not playing the same things because everybody's playing the same kind of meta. Whereas this, it's all over the place. It's great.
0: Oh yeah, that's one of the th- that's one of the great things about thirty k the the variety of armies. I mean, some people say, oh, it's just marines versus Marines. Mm. But when you start adding in the leading specific rules and then you start throwing in the rights of wars,
1: everything gets very different very quickly. It does. I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, and also you've got, you know, the Mechanicum, and you've got the auxiliary and you've got the demons, you know. So, I mean, yeah, you're not going to have the, I don't know how many races and what have you, where there are in 40k now. There's a bag full um, with, you know, different subsections and all the rest of it. But um, I think it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun, actually. I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, I am actually looking forward to seeing the Warp Cults as well because that's that's an army that I keep saying. You yeah, um, know, I've got some I've got some cultists from uh, uh, what do you call it, Dark Vengeance. Yeah, maybe I could do some uh, do some Warp Cults.
1: Well, I, I am actually bizarrely enough, I I did some horse trading with with Phil, the the, the David Dickinson of of Heresy trading up north. Um, and got a load of uh, bits and bobs off him for a, a, about eighty cultists that I had from when I was a, used to play Chaos Space Marines, all painted. Mm-hmm. So I expect Phil to be chucking them around at some point, no doubt. Oh yeah, he's got a Word Bearers armour, so mm, exactly. Probably. Yeah, so I think it'd be right up the street. Fluffy to have a, uh, a Chaos cultist mm. with yeah. that. So that's going to be nice. Good and good and different and interesting things that are happening.
0: Yeah. So we, so we got some nice. So we got some nice varied army. I mean. um... So, oh, sorry, just sprayed some um, super glue activator there. I don't know if the microphone picked that up because um, I'm busy building some
1: ultramarine breaches. Right are well, are you, yeah. Are you are you building stuff whilst talking to me? I am, yeah. Wow, well, that is a talent, my friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to, uh, it's, it's taking all my limited concentration to maintain this conversation.
0: Ah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm looking forward to seeing a lot, a lot of these varied armies. I mean, um, I was speaking to James. Last night he's bringing his Alpha Legion, yes. and uh, I've got to say, here's what his what is one of the ones I'm actually looking forward to seeing the most, just because it's it's so different. Because that, it, it, a... it's really really infantry heavy. Got yeah. And um, he, with uh, the thing with the with the Alpha Legion is they can bring enough to really screw around with you.
1: Oh yeah. Were you there? Did you? We did that long day, didn't we? Christmas and that. I can't remember the chap's name who Came up with his Alpha Legion, and it was a right old bag of tricks. Oh, I didn't get, I didn't get there till quite late, so uh, um... ah, right, yeah, it was me, Andrew, Phil, um, this guy whose name, forgive me, I can't remember, Christian, and um, and I think that was, I think, but we had a like a 3v3 on some on the boards, and they had an Alpha Legion army, and it was great cause it would just like rock up and, and um sabotage stuff and cause all manner of trouble, so. A really good and um a really interesting army like you say so and also James always does build very thematic armies I think um you know whenever whatever he's played so it'd be good to see
0: yeah I mean uh yeah the list the list is is very I mean I love the way he's done his headhunters um, there's that scene in uh, legion where the um where the alpha legion just suddenly emerged from the desert sand right um that's sort of like they' they're sort of sitting at it's, so there's these soldiers and then suddenly the Alpha Legion just rise out of the ground nice um, they've been sitting there for however long so he's done his uh, headhunters exactly like that as if they've just been buried underground for ages so they're all c- caked in mud really yeah oh that's cool nice. so they look very very cool he's done his Omega uh, uh, well he's Alfarius, but it's, uh, he's his he's, he's Omega just like that right as well <laughs> so you know just using a simple powered armoured space marine as his uh, yeah. as his Primarch covered in nice. mud as if he's have just risen out of the which yeah, is quite
1: cool. Definitely. Definitely. So um yeah, influence some other events I suppose was um I mean like I said, I went to the Cardiff one, that was excellent, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, the Imperial Truth one. That was a that was a good fun weekend, that. Yeah. A long drive to get down for a day at I mean, what was it? It was about six, seven hours, wasn't it? Something like that, yeah. It was a, it was a long old weekend, but a good, a good event like. Really. Oh yeah, um, yeah, that was a yeah, that was, was a quite, great event. Quite a quite a thing. But. Yeah, no, it's all it's all good then. So we're all set. I think everybody's getting looking forward to it. Everybody's got their armies painted or getting them painted. Yeah, yeah. What have you? we have got everything. So, I've got everything sorted. I, I just finished writing the shopping list today because uh, yep.
0: obviously I've got to go buy all the food because yes. uh, my my lovely girls are cooking up in the the, the kitchen for us. Cool. And I think Megan's mum is actually going to pop up and uh, help as well. So brilliant. Have to make sure I get them something nice to make to uh, say yes. thank you.
1: Definitely, it's like people giving up their weekend for your hobby. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> which is really nice. But I do, the, I do the same for them. That's true enough. So That's true enough. So whenever they organise a weekend thing, you're going to have to be there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, they were, well, they were trying to organise a, a birthday weekend. Some of their friends from down south were going to come up, and I was going to get kicked out to, to Megan's parents to stay for the weekend. There you go. So
1: <laughs> sacrifices all round. Exactly. <laughs> So what are you? So what you're painting up? I mean, cause you're, you're 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 done, aren't you? From your army point, are you just? asking you're doing loads of terrain. Basically. Um. Yeah. Well, I've been doing lots of
0: terrain for the um for for the weekend. Um. I mean, we've got a load of terrain at the club, but we were adding those extra tables this year, so I was sort of like thinking, you know what? I've got a bunch of terrain sitting around. Mm. Um. I can easily add a few bits and pieces to it. So I've done this huge list of terrain that I've, I've got. Um. Just trying to think where. I've got a list I've got a list somewhere that I've finished off this. I saw I saw the
1: um the the redoubt and the um, Wall of Martyrs and there was the vengeance battery as well I saw today. Oh I hated that I hate the Wall of Martyrs. <laughs> they're,
0: they're, um there are a lot of uh, there's a lot of stuff to paint on those.
1: I know, yeah. Um, yeah then... There's no shortage of detail. It's not like a bloody um, bas- um, bastion where it's just fairly straightforward, isn't it? It's just like, yeah, kind of grey concrete colour with a bit of flourish here and there. There's all sorts of detail on some of those.
0: Yeah, and it's not the best detail as well. It's because it's a one-piece mould. So you get a right. skull, and it's the, the back of the skull goes really far down. So it right. looks really, really weird. So you've got to be creative with your painting to not make it look terrible. God. Um, but yeah, also, well, what was it? I had to paint uh, three Wall of Martyrs de- defence lines. Uh, I'm down to the last one now. Uh, two Wall of Martyrs I- defence emplacements, yeah. which I've done. Firestorm Redoubt, which I've done. Void Shield Generator, which is the it's still Ooh. in the box. Um, so yeah, we're going to. One of the boards is, I think, we're going to do the Line of Martyrs stuff and then have the Void Shield Generator sort of in the middle of, of all this stuff. So it'll sort of like be a defence line. Yeah, that'd be cool. Type of thing. Um, what else have we got there? The, the, so, the, an Imperial Bastion, which is still sat on the shelf. I haven't undercoated that yet. A um, couple of Munitorum armoured containers. Uh, two, oh, I had yeah. two to finish out of the box I got, which represented my ammo dump. Yep. Uh, a Shrine of the Aquila. Is it Aquila or Aquila? Ak- Aqu- Aquila, I think. Aquila. Oh. Mm. oh, yeah, actually, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Aquila. <laughs> um, two of the Hemiotrope Reactors. Oh, right, which yeah, are lovely that. models of paint. Yeah. Except for that big bit of white you've got to paint in the middle. I didn't do ah. that. Got oh, yeah. uh, The Sanctum Imperialis, I had a couple of them, one from Renegade and one from uh, two Manufactorums, and two Basilica Administratiums. But Megan is painting one of the Administratiums. Um, which is, you, you, didn't, you didn't use it by hand, or are you airbrushing them up? Uh, prime them by airbrush, um, yep. and then the rest by hand. I should really learn to do the uh, to airbrush colours because <laughs> uh, there's a lot of it.
1: I was going to say that's a hell of a painting job, that like. But I've got most of the way there. Aye, no, true enough. Well, look, if you do run out of stuff, I've got a couple of fast. I've got a fast storm redoubt and a bastion you can paint if you're bored. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fair enough. I think. I think after this week, I'll not be touching um, terrain for a while. I've got some word bearers I want to do and some ultramarines which are still. In, in the process of getting done. Got you. And I've just got bought a an, an Villis drop
1: pod from Phil. Oh, right. Yeah, I think I've got one of those as well. So that actually is on to, my, on to the next project for me. But um, I'm, for this weekend, uh, I've, I've stopped everything, really. And I've just... Because I got um a big display case of Christian. Mm-hmm. And so I put one in. But I put something in it, and I've put me tanks in it. I thought, oh, they look bloody scruffy because I've been playing with them for a year, really. And I'm not the most accurate painter, so the best of, on the best of days. And usually, yeah. I'm painting stuff because I want to play with it as quickly as possible. So, you know, anything more complicated than a than a dry brush and a uh, an ink is pretty much as far as I go. But yeah. some detail. Yeah. So, what I've done is I've put all my tanks into the display case, and I'm basically working through them and going back and tidying them up and making them look mm-hmm. a bit. Um, a bit neater where they've gone, I've gone over the edges and stuff and put some detail on them and that just to make them look a bit better and also painting on some more hazard stripes so now I've got the hang of it, everything gets hazard stripes mm. um, Are you using so the
0: templates off the X brass or
1: No, I've got, I've got some of that Tamiya um, thin masking tape Oh you know? yeah, yeah, I've seen that oh, That's great, it's absolutely awesome So um, so I've been doing that, so that's, I've already got the hang of that Now that's, I say, that's why my yellow painting skills have become much better um because I've been forced to actually paint these nice yellows that are fairly consistent. Um but a lot of other people do things like oranges and stuff to to sort of blend them up. Mm-hmm. But um what I've been doing is I think works quite well because my army is pretty scruffy anyway in terms of its Well yeah, it's, it's
0: Iron Warriors, it's, isn't it? So
1: Yeah, so it's um and the the, the silver itself is usually Agrax um non and than Agrax on it, so it's usually quite dark and yeah. fairly sort of muddy ish. So I've been using the weathering powders from Forge World on my hazard stripes, and that gives it quite a nice look as well. So hmm. uh, all things um, all things being equal, it should be pretty good. So I've just been, like I say, I've finished the fell blade. That looks much better now. I'm much Ooh. happier with that model, and cause it's a big model, everybody looks at it, and it always embarrassed me a little bit that I had not been quite so um, put that much effort into it.
0: Oh, I quite um, like your
1: fell blade, but yeah, I'm quite pleased. I found a good technique for doing. Although it isn't a plasma gun, but I quite like the look of it, you know, when you have that sort of muzzle, mm. um, purple muzzle kind of look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, I keep so meaning to do something like that, but... <laughs> so I've done it on mine. It looks all right, actually. I tried it on another tank, and it didn't work at all well, but the, the first time I did it, it worked well, so I'm leaving it the hell alone. Mm. But, um, so yes, I'm getting all that stuff painted up. So that's me, I think, pretty much for, for my iron worries once once this weekend's done. And then you're moving Which on to th- something else. Thousand Suns is the next project. Um, I've always, I really like them. I've always liked them when I was a Chaos Space Marine player. Um, yeah, I think s- the first time I met you, you were wearing a Thousand Sun T-shirt. I had a thousand, this really cool Thousand Sun T-shirt. Is the head. head? It was yeah, it's like a sort of silhouette. Yes, I've got a picture of it up somewhere. I still got it, I still wear it now and then. Um, which somebody obviously illegally because you cut the blokes. Obviously, either got out of business or Games Workshop shut him down pretty quickly. Um, we got screen printed these things on. And you could get, like, the Corn Berserker one and the Thousand Suns one. Um, and uh, so I used to have a Thousand Suns army. It was great. I mean, but the, the Chaos Space Marine codecs are so expensive points-wise for these things. that they just weren't competitive. And I was a competitive player, so I stopped playing with them. Mm. But, um, so to see them back in Heresy is really great. And I love the colour scheme. That red is just great. Um, so which way would you go? Yeah. with
0: the, the, the pearlescent
1: um, sort of shiny one or the more yeah muted red? Well, I think I'll go with the. So I'm thinking about doing the the sort of spray them gold. So I bought some retributor gold. armor gold. Yeah. Oh yeah, there yeah. And then I think it's a. I'm, well, I haven't looked at the, the tutorial completely. It's um, you use that. Um, what's that stuff called? Uh, Spritstone red? So red. I've got spiritstone red and the other the the thin the um, the medium whatever it's called. Llama medium. Yeah. Yes, yeah, well, but apparently spiritstone yeah. red. I've just got one of them here. Yeah, so you can build it up like that to give it that effect, which I will definitely give it a go. So that's my plan. Whether it works out like that, I don't know, and whether I just get asked off with it quite quickly, we shall wait and see. But I'd like to get that effect. I mean, the the Forge World one with the kind of like the airbrush effect. Yeah, I mean, it just looks spectacularly good. Um, But I haven't got an airbrush, so that's not going to happen.
0: Yeah, I've got an airbrush, but I, I don't have the skill yet and I'm scared to experiment too much. I should really get Harry uh, from Mackham Productions to um, mm-hmm. give me some lessons, because he, he can airbrush quite well.
1: Yeah, he can. Absolutely. So, yeah, so it's basically... So that's my plan. So I'm, I'm, what I want to do is something completely different to, me, to me. Um, I Iron Warriors. So I'm, I've got... I have seem to have inherited, like, doing various swaps and stuff, for getting rid of some of my old armies, um, loads and loads of Terminators. I'm not sure what I'm going to do with them all at some point. And... Um, I've got the um, Burning of Prospero set for my um, mm-hmm. Marines. And I've got a couple of Aramans that I seem to have got. So, I'm hoping to do that. I've got, and, I'm, and I've got some contempt as well, so I want to do a kind of a... I'm not sure where, what, how um, dreadnoughts fit in with Thousand Suns, but um, I'd like to do some... I like dreadnoughts. I think they're um, just a cool-looking thing. And I know they're not the most effective of units. I just think they'd be cool. So I've got a Leviathan of my very own. Which I'm going to paint, and I've got a couple of contemptors that I'm going to paint, um, and like I said, go from there. It'll be interesting. I, I like the idea of. Uh, have you read um, *The Burning of Prospero*? Which um, I really enjoyed
0: Yes, yes, I've read both. I've read both Prospero and um, Thousand Sons Right. we'll we stick with that? And uh, 13th oh, no, Wolf the, is the
1: Thousand Sons Thousand Suns. Suns, Yeah, which was great. I mean, I, I'm not a big <coughs> fluff fan like yourself. Um, you know I don't have all the, the lore um, but I really enjoyed that book I thought it was great and I really liked the Legion because for me they they seem like the most human of all of the Space Marine Legions oh, that I've come across you know that whole thing about that sort of quest for knowledge knowledge stuff was really interesting to me and it was a bit was sad, really. I mean, this is why I always hate space marines, um, space wolves. So, apologies to any space wolf players <laughs> listening. But I will hold you personally responsible for destroying the pyramids on the on Prospero. Just to point that out if I ever have to face you as Thousand suns. Um, because it was just like this. Really, I suppose that's the tragedy of the heresy. For us full stop, really, isn't it? If you want to get into the sort of fluff of it all, it was the misguided, you know, intentions of people that were being manipulated by that, what was that? bloke's name that I'd like to punch in the face. Terrible, it's a fictional character like I saw in the street. No, the world bearer, we're you oh, Erebus. 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 Oh. Yeah. Or oh, he'd, he'd, he'd get a smack. There's no two ways about it. <laughs> I mean, you know, the way that they, they, everybody was duped by the word bearers, you've got to say, it's pretty impressive. Oh, definitely. That's why, like. that's why I've got a <laughs> Bearers Army. So, that's it. So is that your next, let's say? I'm hoping to get the, the Dreadnoughts done, and I've got a load of stuff to paint. I've even got, actually, I've managed to inherit a... Um, one of those... Uh, what are they called? I can't really remember. The sort of siege flyer. that looks uh, with the two... Oh, God. Sarastas Assault Ramp. Yeah. So I've got yeah. one of them. Oh, so I'm yeah, going to paint got... that up in Thousand Suns colours as well. Well, that's... No, not massively Thousand Sunsy, but I don't care. I'm gonna do it. I'll
0: work. I've got I've got one of them from Ultra Marines, which is on my vast to do list. It's gonna go with my with some
1: of my breaches. Got oh, you. Yeah, yeah breaches are cool. So is that so what are you what's next for you? Um so you've got you've got both sides covered, have not you, because you? 'Cause you've got the Thousand Suns and you've got the Ultramarines.
0: Yeah, yeah, I've got um both sides of the Battle of Calf, essentially, um uh legions there. But at the minute I'm sort of working on I've got to finish my word bearers i've got the three thousand and up three and a half thousand point list which i want to finish off and get all fully painted because uh, with the weekend of terrain it kind of took took me off dealing with the word bearers uh so i've got them to finish off and i, I want to add some more to my ultramarines at the minute i'm working on some uh, i've just finished one breacher squad uh, of ten, and I've got five more marines to add to that. Uh, the traditional ones with the bolters, and then I've got the um, the Ultramarines uh, breacher upgrade kit for the Mark IV armor. Oh yeah. Uh, the Praetorian shields. Yeah. Um, oh yes. Because that gives you the nice Praetorian shields, uh, the nice mm. Ultramarine specific shields, and power Very swords. Cool. Because Ultramarines can take power swords. Wow. um With their with their breachers. they can drop their bolters and take power swords instead. That's super useful. So I've built a unit of them with power swords and uh, all the power swords, and what and the sergeant with a power fist. Cool. So
1: uh, put them in the assault ram and see how they do. Nice. That sounds impressive. Very much so. So um, I the next thing really is that. Uh, so you talked about Legion there. I mean, I you know I I've personally I've read a couple. I've read that Horus Rising and i have um, a Thousand Suns and stuff. And I haven't really probably read too many things outside of that, which is probably heresy in itself, I suppose. Because I tend to play the game, because I like playing the game. Um, and I've just sort of read stuff around the Iron Warriors, which I really like. But um, So what, where would you start? What's Legion like, for example? that sounds like quite cool. I think people have mentioned to me before that's quite good. I think... What I find bewildering is which book is actually worth listening to, in terms of you know the really good ones because some of them I've heard can be a bit fifty-fifty. So what would mm. you, what would you recommend? Uh, to start
0: with, I would always recommend the first the first three books. I'd probably extend that to the first four books actually. <laughs> um, cause oh yeah. Fulgrim sorts out the the um, Isvan Five massacre, you
1: know the Dropsite massacre. Oh yes, yes. Oh, there's a, the Garrow one. I read that as well, which I like Garrow a lot. And oh yeah, everyone books. loves Garrow it's awesome um, but the one what's the one The Flight of the uh S, Eisenstein is?
0: yeah
1: that's Kraken oh that's I really an excellent that.
0: book I, I do I do like that yeah. Um I have my copies I have my copies signed somewhere yeah. James wallet yeah yeah I, nice. I met him a couple of times he goes to the UK Games Expo every year he's a oh, right. like, big game fan so um, I sometimes see him there I spent one year with him playing Um, one, one time I spent the evening playing Catan with him which was right. quite fun
1: cool okay well I'm going to trump that mate because I know Andy Hall oh I know you used to play with him. well kind of it's a story for another time but if he ever listens to this he will remember um, that we used to play around our friend Lee Heath's bedsit in Brighton (laughs) way back in the day before he went and I actually um, remember going and playing in fact one of the reasons why I play Iron Warriors is because um, Andy Hall used to have an Iron Warriors army when we used to play 40k I always was very impressed with it. So mm. there you go. If he's listening, get in touch. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: yeah. So um, yeah, the, the 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 opening the opening. I think four maybe five books. Yeah. So Horus Rising, False Gods, Co- Galaxy in Flames, Fight of the Eisenstein, and uh, Fulgrim. Probably, Probably yeah. would be the the definite place to start with, and they're all very good books. Okay, cool. but Legion is a very good one in itself. Uh, Dan Abner wrote that; uh, as, he's the guy who wrote the, wrote the opening book yeah. and uh, a few books. But he he writes very very good books.
1: Yeah, I like it. I liked his. Um, I used to read the um, Gaunt's Ghost books, and I always yeah. liked those. I think Necropolis or whatever that he wrote was, was one of the best you know that I ever read. Really awesome stuff, but yeah, like and the um the Inquisitor ones that you wrote as well, I thought were yeah.
0: good. Well, he's what? got a new Gaunt's Ghost one sent off to the. So it's coming in December, I think. Walmart. Oh right, got you. So oh, uh, that'd be
1: interesting.
0: Yeah, so that 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 I think uh, that that's coming out in December, I think.
1: So the first four of the series are definitely worth a look.
0: Yeah, first four, maybe five of the series. I think you definitely want to cover up to Fulgrim,
1: because that you. sort Is of that,
0: covers the 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 the, the uh, end of
1: the Ysvan campaign. Right, and I suppose that's the one of the most interesting bits, isn't it? Really, I want you, that whole, all the sort of stuff going on, and all the betrayals and whatnot. Yeah, at that point in time, are probably one of the more interesting aspects of the, and the sort of like I say, the way that the word bearers basically played everybody, um, including Horus, uh, superbly well. You know, as soon as you read these books, and there's a, a word word bearers character apart apart from the good guy, who I can never remember his name, Sol Soltarvitz. No, that's a uh, he's one of them. He's an emperor's children. Yes, he's right. Emperor's children, isn't he? Yeah, I really liked him. But um, you, you always think, oh, there's going to be trouble here if they're if they're having a little uh, little neb, as they say, around these parts. Oh, definitely. So that would be your recommendation. Actually, uh, definitely,
0: actually. definitely start with those. And there's a and there's a couple of others I would probably say a are, are pretty essential reading, like um, the, the first the first Heretic, um, which is by yeah. Aaron Demchik Bowden, um, which deals with the fall of the Word barrier. You know, they they're they're, uh, they're turning to chaos. Gotcha. I've so, got that to read actually, so I will start that. It's a ve- it's a very good book. Aaron Dempsey Bowden is a is a very very good writer. Oh, um yeah. And he's he he's writing. He's just. Um, i just finished his latest latest Horus Heresy book, um, Master of Mankind.
1: Right. Which.
0: Oh yeah, yeah you said. That? Yeah, it's, that's a, that's a really good one as well. It's sort of you you don't. It, it sounds like from the description, oh, yeah. everyone was expecting it to be about the Emperor. But it's ah. it, it's more about the war and the web way and the emperor you get a, li- a little bit of a look into the emperor's mind and you sort of like um and you sort of see, well actually he's an even bigger dick
1: than, than he comes across <laughs> as, especially to Angron. I mean you can it's one of those things it must be very difficult if you're a writer in this universe to you know let, I'm sure that somewhere in Games Workshop HQ there's like a this is what you can write about and this is probably what you should avoid and I expect this is the Emperor and that stuff is the stuff that they're kind of waiting for, to reveal at some later point. I think as he put
0: it the the Emperor is such a st- strange being it'd be like trying to write mm. from the point of view of an alien we wouldn't really know what
1: was going yeah. through his mind. Because it does seem that some, some pretty crazy decisions and I, and I suppose that's one of those things isn't it? It's like if you apply the logic yeah, of hindsight to some of these things. I mean, fair enough, you know, Magnus... Did, did balls up but you know he was only trying to help bless him <laughs> uh, true but you know he, he, caused, he caused a bit of an issue oh he totally caused an issue didn't he what a what a twat it's a, i mean really but you know i mean if you if you
0: um, do get around to reading martyr of mankind you actually see exactly what what kind of an issue he caused
1: yeah um, no, but it's a I lot
0: it's a lot more than just the chaos in the dungeon at the time, and sort of killing all the psychers, and yeah, uh, yeah and causing the you know the, the the um the astropaths to go nuts. Um, you
1: can see why he was upset, can't you? Oh, definitely. Mean, let's face it,
0: <laughs> definitely. But um, but he really, really did screw a lot of a lot of stuff up under the uh, under the um mountain, as it were. Uh, sorry, under the dungeon.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm thinking, you know. <laughs> You, you you could have just got somebody to use the astropath to send that message, couldn't you, really? I mean, you know, you didn't have to do all that crazy spoiler alert, incidentally, if you haven't read the book. Um, but it's like one of those things, the Emperor does actually end up in the Golden Throne. There's nothing you can do about that, that's what's happened. But, um, yeah, it's one of those things we think actually probably could have, you know, made life a bit easier for himself and not gone to all the, you know, trouble of trying to solve
0: it. His- yeah, but then you've got the unreliability of astropathic communication and...
1: Yeah,
0: you're right. You are right. I know. It's a a job of, like, best intentions, but obviously he didn't know what was
1: No, and I guess that was the thing, wasn't it? The Emperor, if the Emperor said, oh, by the way, lads, whatever you do, don't even think about being psychic anyway, I'm doing this. You you know, and uh, that would have possibly helped him, like all of the stuff around the um, all the space marines saying, well, actually, the Emperor's just buggered off now, and now we're kind of like you know, almost godlike beings, and what are we going to do next? We've lost this direction and we've just, um, you know, left to our own devices almost. Oh, so definitely. you can see why things went horribly wrong, like, but never mind. We no, shall no, no. doubt, it, um, it makes for a very interesting game, let's put it that way.
0: Oh, yes, and, and Master of Mankind, again, um, sort of addresses some of that, um, why did things go so horribly wrong? Oh, does it? Oh, cool, that would be interesting to read, then. I would definitely look that one out. It does It does sort of address, wh- you know, what... what where, get myself all the number there when we would it does sort of address what the emperor how the emperor viewed his sons essentially because oh, yeah. he didn't necessarily view them as sons right he Okay, of, he sort of viewed them as tools
1: yes creations almost rather than any kind of father son relationship
0: yeah so it was like a, um, there's an excellent part in, in the book where he's sort of talking with uh, Arcan Land uh, the Mechanicum um, guy, you know, who, who the land raider is named after. Oh, right. Um, uh, who, who goes to an, uh, uh, check out the butcher's nails. And he's sort oh, of yeah. like, um, well, he's, he's, he's broken, but he'll still do, he'll still do the job. Um, right. very sort of heartlessly. So you can kind yeah. of see why
1: his sons eventually did turn on him. Got you. Ah oh, well, he's he got himself to blame, in my opinion, particularly after... The Thousand Sons. Oh no, sympathy for the bloke. <laughs> speaking of which, speaking of which, so what is it? So the Thirteenth Great Company and their disappearance on Prospero. So what? So what? What bit of craziness in the in the Space Walls Forever Curse? Their name happened there then. Oh, you, you, you,
0: you should give Thirteen Four for listen to that sort of a, a story. I just can't. I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> You'd actually like it. it. It portrays the walls as being. Um, well, how should we put it? Idiots. Oh, well, in that case, I will read it. Um, <laughs> sort of very stubborn-minded, but it, it sort of, um, they've sort of built up a story to that, in a way. Um, there's, the, the, do you know they're doing the Primark books? Right. Yeah, so, they, so they're, doing, they're doing a series of books, one in each Primarch. They've done two already, Robert Gulliman, which um, was not the best book, I've got to admit. Um, mm-hmm. and, they've done, and they've done Lehman Russ um right. and in there they sort of address sort of how the, the the sort of the beginnings of the wolf and in the 13th company and um they're trying to hide it from the the, the uh wolf la- lord um whose name escapes me for a moment i'll, I'll look it up and find it. Another guy yeah. Can, yeah um is it bullvye
1: Sounds, Sounds kind of familiar, but
0: yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. Um, trying to hide it from Ross, and um, in doing so, sort of uh, disobeys his orders, goes off on his own thing, which, in a way, ends up leading to the sort of the, the disagreement between the Space Wolves and the Dark Angels, right. uh, sort of. And uh, it, so he, he, they've noticed that some of their troops are sort of um, devolving into the Wolfen yes and are uh, going absolutely nuts and yep. they're having it. their apocryphic trying to figure it out because when they uh, when they sort of uh, when they start the process of becoming space wolves they get given this uh, thing called the canis helix which right. is sort of a f- uh, wolf dna mm-hmm. um, that is integrated into uh, everyone on fenris right. has the canis helix anyway so that's where the f- right. fenrisian wolves come from they some yeah. people devolve into into fenrisian wolves and right. The space wolves—they're um, they're aspirants, given the Canis Helix. They're left out in the wild, and some of them might turn into wolves, and some of them. Are, but uh, hopefully, the the best ones will overcome that time of the beast and make their way up to the Fang. Right. Um, and that's sort of a, and that and, and you see a little bit of that in the beginning of Lehman Ross anyway, the, the the book Lehman Ross, um, and then the Thirteen Pool got you know the. Uh, the 13th company sort of think that the wolf and curse is you know unique to them, right? Um, but it turns out that Lehman Ross knew about the whole thing, so he's sort of like, Don't question my orders again, mm-hmm. you know. I knew about this, um, you should just come to me with your concerns. And in the 13th wolf, the um, the the story, um, basically they uh the, the 13th Company, come across all these portals which the uh, some some of the um, sorcerers in the Thousand Suns are sort of opening to escape. Right. And Greg, get, get, Greg, the guy from the Burning of Prosper, Greg F. Elhand, uh, get, yeah. gets onto him and says, don't be stupid, just don't go in there, it's not worth it. Uh-huh. Yeah, and, and he's sort of like, no, 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 there are a Thousand Suns in there, I'm going after them. And they go through all of this sort of, um, you know, they go through all all these places, they end up walking across a sun, um, in the f- they, you know they go into the future into the past, all over the place in the Eye of Terror, and when they right. finally catch up to the Thousand Suns, the, the the Thousand Suns goes, oh, actually you know what, we'll surrender, you know let's just get out of here. Don't kill me because you'll be trapped in here forever. And he just goes, you know what, I've got my orders, and uh, kills him. <laughs> Gets trapped in there for a thousand years, and so all that exposure you know eventually leads to the forty uh-huh. k for, you know Wolfen.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Well, there
0: you go. Yeah, so, um at least that's the way I've read it. You know, he, he yeah. sort of he, he sort of learned from uh, you know Le- to not question Lehman Ross's orders, and Lehman Ross's orders were to exterminate all of the oh, Thousand I see. Sons. Right, so he followed it to the to the letter. Exactly, which leads to all the problems. <laughs> wow! Well,
1: there you go. That actually sounds pretty good. Like,
0: uh, there, there's, uh, there's some good stories uh, that are out there, sort of. Exploring some of the stuff quite, quite deeper now, and and the prime and I've got to say that the Primarchs book Robert Gollerman was a real disappointment. Um, I play Ultramarine, so obviously, so it, yeah. I was I was hoping for a really good book, so to to get an insight into him, and it sort of covers one battle in uh, that, that we'd never heard of before, right? And sort of explains, you know, that he doesn't really like destroyers, and he right. doesn't really like his nemesis chapter. Right, um, so you don't really get the big, I think, insight into into Ruby Goleman that we were sort of promised. Got oh, yeah. But then Lehman Ross, which is a complete, which is by Chris Rort, is completely different, and um, that's an amazing book. Okay, cool. Um, and it really, really gets into um, Lehman Ross. You even see him just after the scouring. Okay. Sort of um, in the beginning of the thirty k period, you know. So yeah. He's, he, he's he's a bit disappointed cuz all of his brothers are gone and uh ah. and uh, his father's obviously you know gone so um, yeah. you, you you get to see a little bit about him before he goes into the eye of terror right. and oh, that's it, cool that's the kind of thing i like i i like some of the stuff that's not quite 40k but not at the same at the same time not not 30k however so the things yeah. that he um have you read the aramon books i haven't no uh, john french's aramon books they they're, they're, they're oh, okay they're worth a read they sort of um explain the you know how Araman becomes who he,
1: who he is as we know him Got oh, yeah i really liked him he's a character in um thousand Suns. i thought he was he was great yeah yeah know? yeah he, but it picks it
0: picks him up exactly from that you know not not yeah. exactly from that position but it's sort of just after the just after the heresy and it sort of um looks at who he was you know um he was hiding amongst um the uh, uh what do you call it, he was hiding amongst the Cornite um warband. Oh, right. Um, he didn't sort of immediately become this huge warlord, wow. he, he was hiding. So, you know, Graham McNeil sort oh, of yeah. um built up this whole this whole character in in A Thousand sons and then it yeah. gets picked up again. Um, by uh, I think I'm pretty sure it's John French. Yeah, Got yeah Um, yeah, John French, yeah. Um picked up by John French and sort of explored a lot more and it shows how he came from someone who's hiding what he was into how he got his armour, how his thousand tons of armour mm. turned blue. Yeah, of course, that's a that's a mystery. Well I'll, I'll
1: definitely give that that sounds like a
0: those 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 uh, free, the free the Aradum trilogy is definitely worth a read. Give that a go. Cool. It's a Lots shame they aren't an audio book though.
1: <laughs> Lots of stuff. Yeah. Cool. They're not on the audiobook, did you say? No, basically?
0: no, the Aramon ones aren't on audiobook, unfortunately. Well, they've got one which is sort of a short story, The First Prince, which right. is also, which is actually a really cool one because that's the first time that uh, Bellacor gets sort of uh, his own oh, story. Oh, right, in. The Demon okay. Prince. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. hence The First mm. Prince.
1: Ah, of course,
0: yeah. Don't. It sort of shows him
1: sort of uh, binding Bellacore to his will. Right, yeah. Well, there you go. Interesting stuff. So we've touched on lots of stuff from Prospero. Sorry, from the Burning of Prospero and um, yeah. the book um, coming out soon. Or is out now, isn't it? You can pre-order it yes. now, I think. Yes, you it's can people. pre-order it. So well, you're going to get 80 quid. So a lot of money. True, but they're good books. I know. I know. I'll have to think about it. I seriously. won't be able to
0: get it until later on in the year.
1: No, me neither. The trouble is it, it breaks my Sicarian quotient. You know, this this point where you buy stuff that costs more than a Sicarian tank. Mm. And then I have to really question myself: Why am I not buying another tank? You know, it's that. This is, this is the first world problems I have to deal with on a daily basis. Uh, <laughs>
0: I, felt, I felt the same when it was um, book five that came out, and I was building my ultramarines. It was sort of like seventy or quid. Mm. You know, I, what could I get for that? Exactly. And uh, exactly. sort of like a couple a, of shoulder pads at this rate. Then of course the, red, <laughs> the new red book came out, which had the rules in there. Uh, but exactly, the, f- the fluff does make it worth it.
1: All right alrighty will yeah, we'll see the fluff. See. If you're going to read the fluff, I think the books are definitely worth the money. That's the problem, you see. I'm not, this. You know me. I'm all about the all about the game. But it's been great to hear some of the stuff that you've done because it does make me actually much more keen to learn a bit more about the the general um, narrative area. And all the stuff that you can that's available out there in terms of the story and pushing the story along. So oh, definitely! I should really do that, shouldn't I? If I'm going to run narrative events, I should have a better idea of the narrative.
0: Yeah, the, the Forge World books are really good for actually digging down on the, uh, the narrative. They they really do explore a lot about the chapters. Like um, we didn't really know before ha- before the Forge World book that the Ultramarines were actually made up of the um, the, the, the the defeated enemies of the uh, uh, of the Emperor. Oh, I didn't
1: know
0: that. So wow, it's, bizarre! So the the, the initial out, input from Terra, or the the last three legions, you know, the Salamanders, yeah. the uh, Raven Guard, and the Alpha Legion were all designed to specifically be different. Oh, so they were sort of wow. the, their own unique legions, as it were. Got ya. All oh, right. Blimey. hence they're sort of very different in terms of appearance.
1: Wowzers! Right then. So that's the fluff bit. I think next so oh, Spartan old. Tanks oh
0: we, yes, we do love Spartan we love Tanks we're going to have a look at Spartan Tanks and see what see about how to take them out yeah Maybe so it's a bit.
1: tricky one this because they are they're, they're ubiquitous in battles that we tend to play I mean you will always come across one if you're unlucky too um, when you're playing Heresy won't you? I mean they're a great tank there's lots of things going for them so obviously there's the Armour 14 all round they're actually pretty good shooting mm-hmm. um, with Machine Spirit um, and the heavy bolter, uh, and the quad-las cannons, which yeah. I always take personally over the laser destroyers, because oh, it's shots. Um, and the best thing about it, of course, is the iron Samurai. You give them, if you want to go crazy, you give them auxiliary drive, or a dozer blade, or both, and then you put a flare shoot on it, so it becomes a really difficult tank to stop. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it's got a huge carrying capacity, 20 units, 20 models? 20 models, yep. So usually it's going to have a load of Terminators plus a Primarch or something equally evil in there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So the work well. The classic one is um, Vulcan um, from Salamanders with his uh, guys with their storm shields, giving them three plus ones, trundling towards your lines and just laughing at you to try and shoot it. So how to deal with them? So I think there's one. Like I say, there's some, some common things that people do. Um, to try and deal with them, and I think everybody—if you're going to play 30k, you're going to—you will have to deal with them in some way or another, or swamp them with cultists. I think is the only way you can go forward. So, well yeah, <laughs> <laughs> go through some of the some of the sort of units that are at your disposal, just the common um, units from the um, Legion of Astartes book. So, I think the first place I generally tend to start is artillery because I'm an Iron Warriors player, but that can be pretty useful. But I think sooner or later the the rules will get clarified a bit on this. So, one of the Thing about the flare shield, of course, is that the flare shield is only active in the front arc mm-hmm. of the vehicle you're, you're, you're attacking. And so, normally, what you would do is think, "Well, I've got a couple of Medusas so I'm going to, you know, put the Medusa shells on top of the Spartan." Yeah. Um, even if they do it they're probably still going to get it because it's quite a big model, and it's always going to hit the side armour. Mm-hmm. And this is the thing about the interpretation of: does that mean it hits the side armour, or you use the side armour as the armour value that you know? And it's one of these, you know, interpretational things. So we've been playing it, whether it's right or wrong, I'd be interested to find out what other people do, that basically, if you're using artillery, it hits the side armour. So basically, the shot comes from where the centre of the blast template happens to land. Mm-hmm. Or, so, you know, if you put it at the back of the thing or to the side of the thing, it's going to come from the side. If you put it on the front, it's going to use the flare shield. So, yeah, you can try and get around the flare shield bit if you've got something straight in front of you. But I think with the, the knights, uh, I don't know if you've seen the, the FAQ they did for the knights, Oh, yes,
0: yes, with the, with the um, you can't so, shoot something
1: with both weapons right in front of you. Yeah. The other thing, interesting point that they made about was the iron shield and bar- barrage, which is a very similar thing. So obviously an iron shield on a um, knight is a four plus inval, and you have to say where it's being positioned. And you could argue the toss, and I have so of apologize to anybody who I like, have argued this with previously, that if you use artillery on them, you're hitting the side, or you're hitting where the centre of the blast template is, which is how you're supposed to work it out. What they said at the um, FAQ is that the, the position of the shield or where the shield is is worked out from the position of where the, the shot's coming from. So if I'm in front of a knight and I fire a barrage at it, it won't hit the side arm, but it would come from the front, regardless of where the um, the actual end point of the template ends up. Mm-hmm. And I think they may clarify that for flare shield. So artillery, yes, you could probably argue the toss about it at the moment, but I think sooner or later they may clarify that and have a similar. Um, Viewpoint on the rules that basically the flare shield and whether the flare shield is in play is dependent on where you're being shot from, regardless of whether it's barrage or anything else yeah. for that matter. So we shall see on that one. It'd be interesting um, to see what other people, how other people have been playing that Absolutely, rule. yeah. Totally would be. Because it's one of those things that's not very clear um, and can, can be open to a bit of interpretation. So the other thing to,
0: uh, or know, knowing our luck, everyone will everyone will be like, well, how are you interpreting that? I you're know.
1: you're also just being idiots. It's this way, I think. Which is what's <laughs> another advantages of the weekend, actually, is that we get people with different interpretations of those rules. Oh yeah. Um, so that's quite useful in that respect. But so yes, I think there's you know there's, that's a definitely one. That I wouldn't say is a definite. I think it's a it's a, it's an area of interpretation. So the other option you've got is that you know you don't want to be shooting this thing at the front. That's the the worst thing you can do so for those of you not familiar with the flare shield the flare shield will take the strength of the weapon being shot at it down by one point or if it's a blast weapon by two points so your normal standard um, Vindicator shell for example goes from strength 10 to strength 8 um, which means in an armor 14 the best you're going to do is glance it which is going to be one whole point the thing's got five whole points it's going to be on you within turn 2 spitting out Vulcan and his bunch of crazy bastards to rip you a new one mm. so you've got to stop this thing sharpish so the other option is to... You can be clever with your deployment is the other option. And um, if that, that person's going first, you know, you can put your tanks or your guns that can go through that armor 14 directly to the sides of it. So basically putting it in the corners so that wherever it drives, one of your things can take it out. And I've had surprising success with just um, Sicarians against them because of the rending rule. But yeah. So, um, you know, the rending with the Orocan is pretty good. You know, it's six shots. You know, you, you can get the odds strip the odd hole point off the thing now and again. It's not too bad. If you put gear with las cannons on the side, that makes things slightly better. Um, the Sikara Venator, the, the anti-tank one, is really oh. good because that's strength 10 ordnance. Um, so you still need fours to get through to actually penetrate it or fires to get through to penetrate it, but it's still you know, a pretty good shot if you can avoid the flare shield. Mm-hmm. Um, laser destroyers are pretty good um, if you can get through the armour because of the AP1, which is great. You know, means you're blowing the thing up on a 5 rather than on a, on a 6 yeah if it's ap2 um and like I said, the laser destroyer vindicators i haven't used them um do look like they'd be pretty good um for yeah with that. i've heard good things about them do- dealing with them yeah so so that's an option um i think it's really about placement with with other tanks trying to take it out um super heavies obviously you know there's um plenty of them that could potentially deal with it uh knights as well some of the the more um esoteric weaponry on the knights um what's, that? what's the one that christian's got not the one with the strength t- uh the atropos and blast templates but the it's got like a short range d weapon uh the oh, the oh, i can't remember but anyway that's one yeah problem is that with the is it's very short range and um if you're within 18 inches of a spartan you're generally you're going to be in charge range next turn yeah and that's not where you want to be if you can avoid it so you know, there's things like that some of the super heavies you know the um, the glaive and what have you The mm-hmm. I think the um, I can't remember the name of the bloody thing it's not the Typhon because that's not going to be great because it's a blast weapon oh the uh, uh, laser destroyer Typhon thing yeah with the three shots Cerberus, Is it Cerberus? yes Cerberus yes that's right yeah, I've looked at that, that's pretty cool, like, I mean, it's got that weird rule about um, feedback and stuff, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a pretty cool tank, you don't see many of them on the battlefield, unfortunately, but they are very specific for one job I don't know, and that's the destruction of other tanks, so,
0: yeah, I, I,
1: think, I, I think you could probably do, with, don't think I've seen just, one of them before in the wild, my brother's got one, so, oh, I don't if he's going to bring it, he might just I bring his Typhon, I don't think um, he is bringing it, I think he might be, I can check,
0: okay, I will check, in fact, uh, okay. but I haven't seen, I haven't seen um, one in the wild, yeah. Um. Myself. Uh. Heavy support lord. He's bringing a typhon. Yeah. Uh. As his lord of war. <sighs> so. I'm just like his
1: brother. Yes. Chip off the old. <laughs> so. Um. So I think that's it. I mean, obviously, you know, you get into the Titan world. Nothing's really going to stop them. So your warhound Titan. But that's seven hundred and fifty points to stop these things. It's probably not worth it. There's Chip always, one the, of the, there's always like, a good old traditional um, heavy support squad with a Laz cannon. Yeah, I was coming on to that, because that's, that's another good option. I mean, you ten last cannons, but like I said, they are going to be strength 8 if you shoot it at the front. Mm-hmm. So they, you're going to have to try and glance at death. But, you know, a hit, normal heavy support squad with a siege tyrant, um, if you join a siege charge to it, they will all get tank hunter. The, the siege breaker. So siege breaker, siege breaker, not siege. Siege tyrants are a completely different option, but also oh, yeah. equally viable-ish. And if Iron Havocs, uh, specifically for the Iron Warriors? Yeah, I mean, the Iron habits are actually a really good unit for this sort of thing because you don't need to put a siege breaker with them to get tank hunter, because I get it anyway. Um, you get minus one to your cover saves when they, sh- you know, they, what they shoot at, and they're skill five, so they're hitting on twos. Mm. So, you know, you put them next to an ammo dump, for example, a trick that I learned from you, um, <laughs> you know, and you're re-rolling the ones that you miss as well, so well, you know, very effective
0: as an ultramarines player what i like to do is um well what i will like to do I, as soon as i get the squad painted up for this um is put a sniper squad shooting at the um at the uh, spartan because the ultramarine tactics are with somewhere if something else has already hit it you can then roll reroll ones on armor penetration right so uh, sh- shoot it with a sniper ca- uh, rifle can't yes. do anything at it. well you uh, know it might get rending yeah. They don't do rending anymore. Oh no, far. they don't do rending. No, no, they don't, do they? Uh, but it'll hit it, and as long as it hits it, I can then shoot my lads' cannons at it, right? Uh, from a heavy support squad, and if they get a if they roll a one, they can re-roll to penetrate. Okay. Sure enough. So there you go. So that's, uh, so that's a nice tactic just
1: for your open means there. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I think there's, there, there are ways and means, but I think a lot of it is that getting rid of that flare shield. Is, it's and the thing is, you want to, you What you don't want is this thing within eighteen inches of you. No. of a really of important unit by the end of turn 1, because it will be. So it's, you know, how on earth do you stop this thing as quickly as possible? Dreadnoughts, the um, Leviathan um, Siege Dreadnought, but, you know, you would basically be sacrificing it because, you know, if you wanted to close combat anything, and this is the thing, you could just use another Spartan with your own squad of chain fist-wielding crazies to get in there, but, you know, that will probably work, mm. um, to very much depending on who goes first, um, who's going to get the advantage there, but, um, you know, you, you, you've What you're trying to do here is to stop the thing before it gets to you, so that you can then shoot the guys that get out. If you're having to commit dreadnoughts and stuff in close combat to do it, then um, they're going to get minced by the guys that then get, um, you know, spat out from the destroyed Spartan. So one of those things. You just need to. It's just. It's a really difficult thing. The other thing that's been very successful is to use a. um, Lightning Fighter. Oh, yeah. Course, was the problem with that is it's not going to run up rock up until turn two, at least at the, at the earliest. So well, it's going to be unless you take the um, Shield Landing Pad. You kind of you can because it's not got the hover type. So it, I don't think. I don't oh, know, is it, it not be, hover? No, it's just it um, doesn't have, it's just flying only. So I mean, the only way you could do it. turbo has got a very cool rule where any reserves can come in on turn one. But again, if you're going to do that, if you're that worried about it, you would just get Iron Havocs and like we said, nested. Stick them in a building somewhere, or stick them in a fortification with a uh, ammo dump and shoot the crap out of it from there. So, um, yeah, it's it's a tricky one. I think it'd be interesting what other people have have come to deal with this uh, particular problem, particularly with shooting armies that don't want things close to them. Uh, yeah, quickly. I've mean, noticed, th- and I've noticed a lot. Uh, Just a lot of of armies of you probably think, "Well, actually, I'm, I'm bothered because I can battle them when they get out." Yeah, go on. But I have noticed that
0: a lot of new players are sort of when they first come across this, the Spartan, they're sort of like, "Oh my god." Yes. Um, Because it is sort of uh, the unit that everybody seems to have.
1: And (laughs) if you're going to have a Death Star anywhere, it's in the Spartan. Yeah, I mean, they are just buggers to get through. And, you know, if you see two of them, I mean, they are quite expensive points wise to fully kick one out. I think it clocks in about four hundred and ten points if you give it flare shield armoured teramite auxiliary drive. Well,
0: that was one of um, the good things about the last red. But they they increased so, the pro- they increased the price yeah. of the flare shield. To,
1: yeah. what, what did it yeah. to Twenty five points. I think it did. It was so ridiculously cheap, and now it's um, forty five. I mean, I hate flare shields because obviously Christian's army of. of um, Mechanicum, everything's got a flare shield. Mm. That, that move, basically, it seems. So, um, yeah, they're just such a frustrating thing to try and deal with because that just, just taking, yeah, making something from strength nine to strength eight, mm. is such a difference. It means you're glancing armor fourteen rather than penetrating armor fourteen, and uh, and if it's got armor ceramite as well, it means that your melted guns aren't going to do anything. Um, so it's a, it's a tricky thing to deal with, and it would be interesting what people have uh, have had to deal with these things, particularly like I say, if you've got more than one of them. Which you can do on three and a half thousand points and probably not feel it too badly. Um, it's, a, it's a tricky proposition, but mm. yeah, the lightning fire from turn two, you can get it on on turn two um, with the kraken uh, missiles. is great because although um, well, they're the strength eight, I think, and they have armor bane, so anything with armor bane actually, the felblade's gun actually does come into its own in this instance because it's long range armor bane. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it has it's, it's got some advantages. You know, and plus you can set the 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 fighter up to come in and um, hit the side armour, so you know four crack and penetrator missiles with armour bane, there's a good chance you're going to get a penetrating hit or two. I think if you give it ground tracking or grease, I think mm-hmm. it then gets tank hunter as well. So you know, very, actually doesn't. I think it's got armour bane, so you don't. We can re-roll one of the dice. I think if you've got arm, um, tank hunter and armour bane, so there are ways and means, but you know, I would say that it's always a struggle. It's going to be a volume of very high strength weaponry. Uh, awesome, clever positioning is probably your best bet. Yeah, so I if mean, you've got if you've got a shooting army, that is. I mean, if you've got a close combat army, you would probably think well, I'm just going to sit out and wait till like whatever's in there it comes out, and then I will attack it and, and destroy it that way.
0: Yeah, I've 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 i had had uh, my Spartan taken out quite easily recently, just by a standard land raider. Really? Which was wow. uh, it managed to rock up and get? I I, I sort of um, thought oh I presented it well, but no, it managed to rock up and uh, take it out from the side.
1: No, that's, I mean, that is a thing, it's like 400 points, and that's the thing with tanks, I mean, I know, you know, there's nothing more depressing than rocking up and somebody having, pulling out 13 tanks in a three and a half thousand point list, and you've got a load of infantry, but the thing about tanks is one shot and they can blow up, mm. you know, whereas if, I found that more devastating stuff for me is like the Siege Tyrant Terminators, because there's a whole squad of them with lots of heavy weapons. Um, and they can really make a mess but you know one shot won't kill them one last cannon is not going to destroy that squad it get one of them whereas one last cannon you know getting through armour getting a penetrating hit involving a six is going to destroy that particularly expensive tank yes. yeah. so I think it's horses of course. but I'd like be interested what other people think about um, stopping spawns I mean I'm sure the new weapons that are potentially in the Prospero book with uh, the <coughs> custodies, I've no idea what they're crazy no, no I've, I've, yet I've yet to, to delve into tanks. those roles yeah do but I'm sure somebody has. So um, be interested what other people do to stop these things because I think that's one of the things that you will see the most of. Um, you know, in terms of transporting big squads of mark laden evilness. So there we go.
0: Oh, definitely. But uh, yeah, they're, they're they're certainly when new. You know, when when we talk about new players coming to the hobby, when they t- come across the Spartan for the first time. Mm. It's it's
1: definitely an interesting. Yeah, I think I would be pretty depressed if I, you know, just got my portrayal of, Kalf, of a box it, and then somebody rocked up with a with a Spartan with a load of um, you know, chain fist wielding Terminators or something. I would be ma- not massively happy. I think it would be very depressing.
0: Yeah, it's, it's all of a, it's a it's a it's an almost baptism of fire.
1: Yeah, it, it
0: actually is. Because when when calf did come out, we suddenly saw because I mean where we are. I definitely say that our our local meta is uh, very tank tank heavy.
1: It is. I'm sorry.
0: That's not for you. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's very re- it's very it's very tank heavy uh, where yes. we are. But um, uh, and, and most of people have got a Spartan or two, perhaps. Yeah, I've got one per army. <laughs> um, nice. I could not get one for more void bearers and uh, put you, some back-
1: Valvar have- back in it.
0: Yeah, put some yeah, galval back in well, there. Yes. I've got wire.
1: one for my Iron um, Warriors, actually.
0: Yes, you do, because um, so they're, they're they're are they are actually a nice unit.
1: They're a great model to, to paint. Well, they look yeah. great. I think not so much to build. Team. Oh, actually, they've changed
0: the building of it recently. So I thought
1: they, they've done the they've done the molded tracks now rather than having yeah, to put the horrible tracks are molded on. I I got two before that, and they're awful. Yeah, I've, I've had nightmares. Yeah, you yeah, can't yeah. believe it, can you? It's like that, and the. Um, What's the other thing? The dreadnought, the dread, the drop pods. Where you have to actually shave the doors off to get them to fit. And oh, stuff normal, like that.
0: normal drop pods. Yeah. Oh. Well, speaking of drop pods, I actually emailed a uh, Ford World today because I because I need two dreadnought drop pods.
1: Yes, I think they're they're particularly difficult to put together, aren't they? If and bright. they
0: are um, out of production and won't be back for some some time. Because I, re- I read the email. Um, I'll just pull it up. I, re- I read the email because I was sort of like, ah, oh, no, I need I need two of these I need two. <laughs> I absolutely need two of them. Yeah. Um, So it was like, uh, Hi, Michael. Thanks for the email. Unfortunately, the Dreadnought Drop Pod kit is no longer in production. Due to severe mould damage that our resins team rendered as irreparable, the kit was removed from sale. We're asking for updates to see if the new studio are planning on a new redesign or a new kit, but as yet we've not heard anything back. With a packed work schedule already, any return of the Dreadnought Drop Pod will be a long while off. Oh, so it's like ah, my Leviathans need something to you know for, uh, need yeah. need, some, need need a drop pod.
1: So is my Deradeo. Wow. Well, I tell you what that means. Now that you've said that, that's going to be eBay prices going up by fifty percent. Oh, definitely, um,
0: <laughs> definitely. I think people who've got them to sell will go up, and uh, sadly, uh, more people will turn to. um they will
1: and the, the sources from the far east. Yeah,
0: so oh, well, or, or Russia.
1: Or Russia, either of those two places. Yeah. So yeah, so that's that's it from tactics, really. This month, I think uh, I'll, I'll try and you know in the games that I play and um, have a look at certain things. And if there's anything that people want to discuss, just um, make a note of it, and we'll, we'll we'll get round to it. Yeah, so I think we'll, we're, we're probably about done now, aren't we? We are. Yeah. Yeah. So we've only been um, speaking for about two hours. I
0: think we seem I thought we had about twenty minutes. Oh, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. But um, we'll. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll come back after the weekend probably. Yeah, and and we'll have lots to talk about. Won't we? Yeah, we'll have so lots to talk, talk about.
1: Everything about that I think will be really good. Um, and uh, we'll have a look at what the latest releases are, and let's uh, say some of the tactics stuff will come out of that as well. I yeah, think. yeah, I'll get
0: some, I'll get some photos and videos from the from the yeah. weekender. We can uh, we can put up on the website and uh, see how it goes. But it's going to be, uh, I'm looking forward to it. Even though I, I, it looks like I'm not playing, but I get to, I get, I get to look after everybody.
1: Yeah, that's true, and I think that's. <laughs> We've put, you know, you put a lot of work in, and uh, I think it's going to be a really good event. So, uh, yeah. We shall, like I say, we we'll get back and uh, we'll let you know how it all went. Yeah. And I'm planning and, an uh, interesting cake. Well, I look forward to that, matey. <laughs> 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 oh, I'm not making it myself.
0: I can't. I can't oh, make okay. cakes. So just planning it. it. <laughs> but I've got, uh, um, I've got, I've got, I've uh, got. No, I'm buying the cake.
1: Okay, got you.
0: As there's nice. as 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 something that needs a little tribute. Gotcha. But then again, you're not really a big fluff reader, so you might not...
1: <laughs> I might <laughs> have not. to explain it to you. You might have to. You might have to explain that You probably need to read this book, Graham, to understand this. So yeah. We
0: know. <laughs> Alright then. Okay, All right, so, um, uh, well. excellent. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll call it a show, and uh, please leave us a review on iTunes, um, preferably five stars. Um, <laughs> that'll, that'll, that'll help push, push this up and uh, get more people reading it. So... Uh, Okay, awesome. Yes. Uh, bye bye, and we'll speak to you next time. Yep. Good night, all.